Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. Also, we're going to keep this one a little bit short today, folks. Chad is feeling a little under the weather, but he says that he can perform for me. So let's let's see it. We got this. My tum-tum was a little messed up going into it, but uh, your positive force of uh, nature uh. Has, is affecting me. So. <laughs> cool. All right. And this week in fictional news, on April 12th, Warner Bros. announced that HBO's and Warner Bros. new streaming service, which combines Discovery Plus and HBO Max, has approved the production of A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. This will follow George R.R. R. Martin's novellas featuring the adventures of Sir Duncan the Tall and a young Aegon V. 90 years prior to the events in Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, that's great. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. for it. Yeah, if you would have told me that like two years ago uh, before House of the Dragon came out, I definitely wouldn't have been as excited about it. Same. But then House of the Dragon came out and it's awesome. So I'm pretty much at the point now where if HBO wants to put out Game of Thrones stuff, like, yeah, let's see it. I'll watch it yep. the second it comes out. And yeah. yeah, it's got all my approval and all my love, which is funny because I felt you know, two years ago, like you were saying, I felt very much the opposite. I was like way into uh, the Ring of Power. I was like, oh, yeah. it's going to be so cool. And then I was like, ah, I don't know if House of the Dragon's going to fulfill all my ones. And then the exact opposite happened. And I yeah. really was kind of disappointed by one and just so super blown away by the other. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the bar for... Uh, these Game of Thrones shows are it's so high at this point now that we've had the quality that was most of yeah. Game of Thrones and the quality that is the first season of House of the Dragon. I and mean, who knows how everything's going to pan out. Maybe we'll, maybe that first season of House of the Dragon was a total fluke and everything's going to be terrible after that. But I don't think that's the way that they're playing this. I don't think the way that's the way they're writing it or filming it or anything. So uh, if if Duncan Egg stuff is not as great, that's, you know, it's not that big of a deal as long as it doesn't veer too hard off like the quality path that we're obviously walking down here. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that at this point, the very fact that the bar is so high will inspire them to keep it high because if right. they yeah, that's what go saying. down, everyone's just, they're just going to lose so much money. So cool. Well, that's good news. What are you been up to this week? Yeah, man, I've been reading a bunch. I've been, it's been a good week for reading actually. So been working on Babylon's Ashens, which we should have an episode for. Uh, out Thursday. later this week. Yeah, okay, Thursday. cool. Yeah, uh, I still got a little bit of uh, reading to go on it, but I'm liking it. It was slow to begin with. Yeah, I my my opinion. It, we're gonna have an interesting episode on it because I thought it was the worst one that I had read, but then the ending is pretty cool. So. Uh, yeah, I'm I think kind of like yeah. on the up ramp right now. I'm like, okay, this is getting pretty cool. I was a little worried at first with the first couple hundred pages. I was like, no, does the expanse start getting bad? This is not. This is not a good spot to be I in. No, because there's nine of them total. There's nine. Yeah, well, if you don't nine. count the novellas and short stories, but yeah, nine. I haven't read enough nine book series to be able to tell you like typically <laughs> in a nine book series the slog point is yeah, this kind of like the yeah. second book blues like maybe like five and six I would imagine which. Mm, i think it's it just depends on the series and stuff obviously but i think we're in after i finish the sixth book we're moving into the seventh one i think we're fine it's gonna it's gonna continue staying really good um we were bound to hit some kind of slow zone (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah i'm i'm excited to keep watch uh, keep reading it it's gonna be cool yeah me too it's been a good ride so far and uh they have yet to let us down so yeah, I never just, know whether to call them by their like com- combination name or by the two. I think both works. Yeah, names. so I'm excited to keep reading that. Um, Spear cuts through water. Uh, Ooh, you started I'm, that? Cool. I yeah, started I'm it barely. Okay. Like to say I started it was like I've read like a, I looked at the cover for a long time. I read the back <laughs> and then I spent like 15 minutes like 
warming myself up through the first couple pages and it's going to be a fun book i can just tell just yeah. from like the writing it's yeah, going to really be super super awesome one. yeah I've, I've, it's been a while since a since a like a fantasy book has really grabbed me like super yeah. hard um some stuff has gotten pretty close this year but i think that maybe this one this one might do it if for everybody listening uh we're talking about the spear cuts through water by simon jimenez and we're reading that for the patreon book club uh, but we'll obviously be talking about it on here every now and then too just to tease you you know <laughs> uh but i just uh you know you get that feeling in the book sometimes where you just start reading it and you're like oh okay. Ooh, there it is yeah cool. this is yeah. this is fun this awesome. is fun so uh, i also have started book two of shadow and bone which oh. i've been very much enjoying uh, i stopped watching the show because it was just i don't know it was kind of annoying me it was just like combining too many storylines from everything and muddling up my brain and like reading so many books yeah you should just of, stick with yeah. yeah i was just like i'm getting everything confused right now and I'm like, where's Hol- Holden? Like, <laughs> he's not even in that series. <laughs> getting everything all crossed up, you know. Totally. Um, and then, and then, uh, I just randomly, I started, I started with the audiobook again, and then reminded myself that I just really didn't like the performance done by the narrator. Um, so I, but I was into the story at that point. So I've, I've begun reading slowly, albeit, uh, uh, Priory of the Orange Tree. Oh, cool. Again. Wow. You're yeah. biting off all kinds of big chews right now. Yeah. We're just like sampling out there, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. It's a lot. Oh, I just get tired of a book and then I just be like, Oh, what else should I read? And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going crazy. I'm going crazy. I'm having fun. No regrets. Priory is so good, man. Uh, the first hundred pages is a lot. Uh, just stick through it. If you don't like it after like 100, 150 pages, uh, it might not be for you. I think it's fantastic. I think it's honestly one of the best fantasy books that's been written in, in a while. Um, wow. Okay. But it's just, I mean, it's she throws a that's lot of stuff at you in the very beginning of that book. Yeah. I mean, like Samantha Shannon, amazing writer. She's not there to hold your hand through that, though. Uh, it's no. not like Malazan level stuff, you know what I mean? But it's definitely... There's a lot of there's a lot of moving around to different areas. There's a lot of uh, terminology. Like a there's lot a lot of, of history. Characters. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, I think I mean it, it's really only like four points of view, like three or four. I think I read it a while ago, but yeah, you'll In like the it. first four it's chapters cool. though. It's like a little. I think you hit like one to the next to the next to the next. And I was just like, ah, when's <laughs> it gonna end? <laughs> It'll come back in on itself. But I liked it so much. Um, even, and even with my, I, I don't know, the narrator's just not for me. I. Sometimes when narrators get a little too yeah. voicey, you know, they get a little too like, like if there, if it's a man reading a woman, I would rather just have him like have a softer voice as opposed to being like, try to actually sound like a woman, you know, then it's like ridiculous <laughs> and just kind of takes me out. And I feel like this, doing author, their this, best. Is, a, this is a female narrator, um, but there's just like characters that I feel like she, she hits a little too hard. And I'm like, yeah. okay, just calm down. Like you're taking me out. I'm, making, I'm laughing at you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, uh, regardless I like the story so much that I was like, well, I have the book right here. I got to know now. Yeah, it's a great story. I mean, it's dragons. Like, uh, it's what else do you want? I mean, yeah. the dragons are really interesting in that, like, only after 2,000 years, some of them be- grow wings, but they travel with some, like, air system. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love the, the like school. Propulsion. I don't really, I haven't figured it out fully yet. The school aspect of everything is really cool. Or not, I guess, like, school is a, is a pretty broad term, but uh, one of the characters in the book is, like, trying out basically to uh to become something which is always fun to read about in a book um and then you've got uh just man like the the lore behind everything once it really starts kind of giving it to you towards like i, I imagine i remember like like about two-thirds of the way through the book you really start getting hit with 
some of the backstory and the lore of this world and kind of like mm -hmm. why everything really matters and it's just awesome it's really good because it's not offered super like there's some conversations no. between characters that are a little bit illuminating i'm like oh, okay that's how that works and stuff yeah. and putting all the pieces together of their like political system is yeah. uh a bit of a frenzy yeah a lot of pieces are being put in place you know like some mysterious person like washing up on the beach and then you not hearing anything about it for a while is yeah it's a, it's a bold move it's a bold, <laughs> start it's a a book a bold like move that. yeah and then like like there's like a murder assassination plot like right at the beginning too yeah. but it kind of yeah. surprised me because like the some authors will like warm up their exciting scenes by like giving you all this like foreplay you know and other ones will just like <laughs> dump just it on you it. yeah like they'll keep that casual like approach even you're just like reading along yeah. you're like yeah, and i dropped from the ceiling and slid isn't there oh wow you know <laughs> but I, uh, uh, anyway yeah, i think you're gonna love it i think it's gonna be great yeah i think so too uh and that's it for me on the reading what have you been up to oh yeah um let's see whatever okay so i finished babylon's ashes i finished the killing moon by nk jemison we'll have episodes out for both of those this week uh, Kelly Moon should be out on Wednesday if anybody's interested in Dream Blood stuff. I liked uh, Killing Moon quite a bit. Yeah, me too. It was great. It was it was very uh, like straightforward story with a lot of cool nuance and a different setting than it would right? normally be in. So it was just yeah, it was a lot of really great, refreshing stuff with a really easy to digest story. It was awesome. Yeah, you should read it if you're listening and you've never read it before. Um, I don't know, like it more than the fifth season just that single book but i think i might end up liking dream blood more than the broken earth trilogy so the fifth season as a book by itself in my opinion is like a masterpiece book it's the first it's, one of the yeah, broken it's, earth trilogy, it's right, yeah. amazing yeah it's really really it, good it really is um so i think i like the fifth season depressing. more yeah it's a little depressing but <laughs> yeah uh, the, the fifth season is in my opinion a better like crafted uh more interesting story and more like original i would say um but yeah. the dream blood yeah. yeah this was great i'm really excited to get into the second one uh i'm also reading the tommy knockers by stephen king still oh boy Just okay so i don't know why it, i decided okay i like it i think it's great uh it's taking me forever to get through it though i mean we're going into 200 years ago backstory of this small town, like wow. 300, 300 pages into a 700 page, like, oh boy. Okay. How so, long yeah, do like, we spend back in time? No, I'm not done yet. I, wow. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely like, one thing if it's like two or three pages to give you a little like nibblings uh, on the history, but I'm a Stephen King veteran. So like, I know what's going on. I know it's going <laughs> to pick up again at some point, but yeah, it's, um, it's a slog, but it's not bad at all. Like I, I was led to believe that it's a terrible book by Stephen King. You know, like he was in an interview where he said it was a terrible book. And I don't really? think it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible at all. I think there's a couple, like the two main characters are really interesting. They play off each other really well. I like spending time on the page with them. But King just really loves taking that story and just putting it down and saying, okay, now we're going all the way over here and we're going to talk about this for a really long time. And it's just like, ugh. it does it happens with in the stand kind of to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really into it. I just, eh, there's a lot more things that I need to be getting to right now. And I'm trying to just kind of like sit and really enjoy myself and um, right. stick with it in the moment, you know, but uh, it's a very, very long book. <laughs> Schedule has no room for mediocrity. <laughs> no, it's, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to finish it. It's just kind of one of those things where um, I think it's just going to take me like most of the month to read it. I just kind of pick it up and put it down um, yeah. just because like I have a feeling um, things are about to get really exciting in a way that I'm not quite expecting. 
which will be fun because I think I think this is an alien story, but I don't think it's like the kind of alien story I think it is. There's already been some really creepy parts, which uh, like the like the way that he explains what color the light is that these people keep seeing. It's very like uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, if you ever if you ever read the uh, the H.P. Lovecraft story, the color color out of space. Uh, it's kind of like in in that kind of regard, just this creepy, uh, uh, otherworldly kind of uh, luminescence. Okay, and what's the setting? Like, tell, give me like a little bit it's of like, the rural, back cover. Yeah, it's in rural Maine. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's basically about a woman who discovers a UFO in her backyard, and it's it's messing with her. And living uh, one, lo- like an alien or the no, ship? no, it's just the ship. Oh, okay, um, just and the so, ship. Oh, okay, but like it seems like, and so I think the reason that we're kind of veering over to like the town. Uh, in general uh, is because it's affecting this whole town. Like she lives on like the outskirts and it's like really been affecting her, but like this town is kind of noticing some weird stuff going on too. Does the shit move? No, it's just in the dirt and she just starts digging it up and uh, she gets a little obsessed with digging it up. It's a, like, like I said, I don't know why everyone hates it so much. Cause it's a pretty good idea for a book, yeah, but it like, it sounds really interesting. I want to well, know. So I understand kind of a little bit why everybody hates tell it. Tell me why, what it's about. I will. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't think, you're probably not going to read it for a long time. No, no, I just want to know. Also, I'm on volume five already of Vinland Saga. Whew. Wow. You How long is the volume? Um, 400 some odd pages. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, it's manga, so I'm kind of cruising, but yeah, uh, still. Wow. I mean, the people that are listening right now, if, you, if you're one of the people in our wonderful audience that was pushing me to read Vinland Saga, thank you so much. It's that good. Wow. Oh my god, it's awesome! Like it's so good. Like it's just—I did not uh. feel the same way about the uh, TV show. I mean, it was fun. It was good, but it wasn't spectacular. Oh man, I love it. It's just—it's—I love how there's not really any magic in it or anything. There's no—it's—it's it's a very like, like Nordic. It's cool. Like, like yeah, like bunch this, of Vikings. Yeah, this guy did his research, and um, he has like these really cool little like personal notes at the end of each volume where he's just like, "Oh, I'm trying to quit smoking right now." You know, it's like not going that <laughs> That's great. Cool. Yeah, he does. Like, there's like some <laughs> it's other. Not really going that great. Yeah, know, it's really funny. Do you draw pictures like a... with that too? Is it just like no? But there's oh. like there, he does like bonus little like like there's a couple of them that have um like the characters, but they're like it's like a Sunday cartoon kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know. You can just tell that it's like a huge passion project, and uh, I'm I'm really really enjoying it. I I hope that by the time I get to where it's caught up, uh, some new stuff will be coming out. And um, I watched the first episode of the TV show. Um, I was definitely like, oh wow, they made a few changes like structurally, but I think it carries a lot of the same tone. And I mean, it looks amazing. Like it looks really good. It really does. And the uh, first, I don't know if it's the whole first whole season. Maybe it's only the first like half of it, but like. The first eight or nine episodes are really good. It just has a turning point that, and I won't say what happens, but like it affects very much so the rest, you know, the whole future of the episode. And I just don't think it was handled very well. It's kind of like samey. I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure if the show did a different direction. I'm gonna we're gonna have to talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, It was like five or six episodes of just the same stuff. That's kind of sad. And you're just like, oh, come on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how I felt about Attack on Titan, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, <laughs> that shows very samey. Yeah, um, but I still Titan, I, eventually I'll finish Attack meeting. on Titan. But yeah, uh, Villain Saga is going great. Um, this week I'll be reading Tress of the Emerald Sea in one day. Ooh, nice. Uh, oh, I'm nice. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna like film everything into a video like I did with the Black Tongue Thief, and then do a review video on it. And You're stuff, gonna film but... like your whole way to like fast motion, like keep it going. No, I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to do that because like what. <laughs> 
then this is not knocking anybody that does those kinds of videos because I've made those kinds of videos before. But when you do like the fast motion thing, it's kind of weird because it it's just you sitting still while your chest goes up and down really fast because you're breathing. <laughs> so <laughs> like I, I can't not notice that when people do that in their videos. So uh, like, I don't want to be that. hyperventilating or something. Kind of. Um, Are you okay? But yeah, I like I like you know filming my what an interesting my thing to be my dog and stuff on the, on the sped up videos <laughs> yeah i mean uh i'm i'm really liking the idea of reading a whole book in a day and kind of documenting it because it's decent content and also like i get to just sit and really focus oh, in so on something nice. yeah i really liked reading the black tongue thief in that way and i'm sure i'm gonna enjoy uh Tress of the emerald sea um i don't know what i'm gonna do it with next though it's kind of fun mm. it's like, exciting because i can just just pick one thing and just just commit to it for a whole day i know like how often it. like i never just get to do one thing all day especially one thing i enjoy that much you know it's really and... hard to do like i found myself really um it was it was like a test of my attention span you know i, I found yeah. myself like going on my phone and like finding excuses to get up and just like tinker with stuff that i did also a testament to how interesting that book is yeah i mean black dog thief was great uh so but i think um, picking something, I was going to do it with Day of Fallen Night, which is the sequel to, or the, excuse me, the prequel to uh, Prior to the Orange Tree, oh, wow. but it's like 860 pages. Or Ooh, so. It boy. would take me like 14 hours to do it, and I don't want to, maybe I'll do it. It'd be like, I feel like it's like a stunt almost. Like, yeah. I'm going to read 900 pages and just film myself. Dude, that would be like, not in one day. day. Do you think yeah. you could do it? If I woke up at like 8 a.m., and did it you, until you'd have like, to like not be breaking yeah i'd have to do it for like because i'd have to eat and go to the bathroom right. and stuff and and like like i think i could do it but it would be it's a lot of book it'd be day. a lot it'd be so like that better if i do that that video better go viral y'all like <laughs> yeah. share that thing because like if that gets like a couple hundred views after it i would spent not be worth so it. much time on it, i'd be so bummed out but uh yeah like trust of the emerald sea i'm sure it's gonna be cool i've heard nothing yeah, but good things it's only like three or four hundred pages it's like 360 yeah those will take me like six or seven hours or something yeah it's an interesting experience reading a book in a day it's different yeah. than reading it over time you know because you forget little details you can really just get immersed in it. if it's a really good book it's one of the best ways to read it because yeah. you just are so immersed you know I was, yeah i was like thinking about it and it was it was so interesting because you know the black tongue thief is a good book but I, if i would have read it the normal way i read stuff it would have taken me you know even at a decent clip five or six days to read it yep. um it's about 415 pages so you know averaging out around like 70 to 100 pages a day yeah so um and that would have been great but it, it would still would have been kind of this oh where were we again we were doing this and oh, yeah. yeah okay and then like trying to fit it in with everything else that i'm reading and everything but yeah if you're listening right now and and you want to try it out maybe pick something that's like 250 300 pages or try it with a novella try to knock out a whole novella in one day uh, i've definitely done that before i did that with um, Same. The, the those becky chambers novellas and um elder race by adrian Tchaikovsky and some other stuff like that um and you can read a novella you can read like 130 140 page novella in like three hours you know, it's like the amount of time it takes to watch one Lord of the Rings movie. So totally, uh, I think I did with cool. Emperor's New Soul, uh, that Brandon Sanderson book. Oh, the Emperor's Soul. Emperor's Soul, yeah. yeah that's is, like, is it not no. New Soul? You're right. You're thinking of the Emperor's New Groove. The oh, or the new clothes. Movie. Or the <laughs> totally. Um, okay, so yeah, one last thing I want to talk about before we do the, or I guess two more things, but before we do the fictional fun fact, I couldn't help myself. I watched most of the first season of The Expanse. Oh wow. Uh, man, I'm interested to hear. So I've, it's yeah. been a few years since I watched the whole thing, but I just refreshed myself with the first episode. What? T tell me about it. What, what was your experience? I loved it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, wow. They 
like, I mean, I don't know if, if I should be giving credit to James S.A. Corey or the people that made the show or both. I mean, obviously both, but just James S.A. Corey for writing in such a visceral, vivid way where yeah. I really had a good image. I have a good image of what everything looks oh, like. Yeah. And then the show was pretty much that. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much like, I mean, yeah, it, and there's some, like that's an interesting take yeah, on that. It was um, like, no, that's exactly how it should look. Yeah, there was definitely some things that I was kind of like, wait, what? Like, I mean, because the way that storyline changes of, it's not even the storyline i'm cool with the storyline changes it's the character dynamics that really threw me off we're like yeah yeah like yeah. naomi and amos and alex and holden are all kind of like at odds like for a while yeah. and it's it's really weird because they're like best buddies mm-hmm. pretty quickly in the books um and I, I i get it because i feel like they have to add in a little bit of melodrama because the tv show and like right. having everybody get along all the time is like Maybe, I don't know, maybe it just works better in books or something. I don't know. I don't know how to write screenplays and stuff. But, I mean, like, Holden, um, <clears throat> like, Holden made a decision in the beginning of the show um, that was different than what happened in the beginning of the books. And it was kind of like a save the cat kind of moment. So, yes. at first, it was very, like, wait, why did they do that? But then I thought about it more, and I was like, well, they can't just have Holden not do anything for like two episodes you know because in the yeah. in the book he's mostly reactive to stuff you know like having a mm-hmm. having like a passive like reactive character in a book is fine sometimes if you've got other cool characters and other stuff and you're like trying to figure stuff out it's like first hundred right. whatever but like in a show you know they're trying to pack a bunch of stuff in and keep things moving and keep it a lot faster pace and kind of like glue you to these characters a lot faster right. so you're talking about the incident with the captain's decision yeah, um exactly. to go so yeah totally yeah uh, it was very different yeah i was so, like oh weird why do they throw that in? yeah i that's a good notice because they often do that they throw in like conflict that me as a reader thinks is kind of unnecessary yeah um but i mean overall i think it's a great show it's awesome i, I like who they have as uh, avasarala i like the, I the, all the casting is great Ex- holden i was kind of oh. like that's holden like that i mean looks... it, it kind of makes sense though right like i don't know like... like 19 like yeah <laughs> it looks like it looks like john snow like and child. james franco got spashed together Dude, you know? oh, like, that's exactly looks... how he looks <laughs> i mean it's it's fine and um you know that's exactly like, how he he's looks. kind of a grading character but like he kind of is in the books he's too, kind of first, a grading so, character yeah, so i think he does a pretty good job an at, annoying um, one you know the casting for Alex, Naomi, and Amos is great. It's it's great, but I picture Amos as kind of like like uh, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War, you know, okay. like really, yeah, yeah, like yeah. really, really big. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, same. Like, when I saw the guy's only one, like marginally big. Yeah, he's like just a little bit bigger than. Yeah, I mean, like he's tough. I wouldn't like fight him to death. But it's a good show. I mean, it's it's giving me kind of like sometimes it gives me kind of like Battlestar Galactica vibes. He's sure. just kind of yeah, the, yeah. Like the, I know, I think it started on Sci-Fi Network and then it moved over to mm. Amazon. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but it definitely has like a oh, kind of. And Amazon sci-fi. didn't ruin it. When did that happen? I wonder. When, like, when did the transition <laughs> Amazon does go? Some good stuff every now and then. Uh, I think it was like halfway through or something. It's got a very kind of like, like this is just a little. This is better than Stargate or Battlestar Galactica, which I mean, I I think those shows are fun and they're cool. Yeah. In their own it's way, it's better but... than the new age Star Trek, even not not okay, the old yeah. ones. It's not like better than like the classics, you know, of course, because they'll always be the classics, but like. Anything I think for a show about space, it's fantastic. It's very, very good. Um, man, like Thomas Jane as Miller, great. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yep. just He's an awesome perfect. show. So I'm gonna. He's I don't perfect. know if I'm gonna keep watching it though. I think I kind of got my fill, and I kind of want to just like finish the books, and because mm-hmm. I don't want like that was what I was worried about, and you know, I don't know if you're listening and this happens to you, like I've. 
I'm right there with you because it's a total double double edged sword because it's kind of nice sometimes when you watch something and then you go read the books and then you've kind of got like a very clear visual of what everything looks like while yeah. you're reading the books. But at the same time, if you don't agree with what that looks like all the way, like now I'm picturing Holden as like this 20 year old like kid <laughs> and it's not what he is in the i mean he's young at, at first but then a lot of time right. goes by and so where i'm at in the and series right now he's stuff, a lot older you know, hardens his soul. Yeah, so it's like what do i do just keep picturing holden like the way that i had pictured yeah, it's him like before, lips, like, like kind of like pathetic <laughs> looking like but i don't know um, i'm i'm probably gonna finish the books uh, i've got a taste of the show and i'm i'll go back and watch yeah. all of it to see what changes they made and stuff um but yeah i definitely i'm good for now <laughs> yeah i always change it's funny in my mind when i'm reading the books now i always change what holden looks like but i keep for sure what um detective miller looks like because he just nailed yeah. it i was like that's like yeah. exactly how he should look with his hat and uh he's just perfect but um yeah other than that um one more little update for me i beat elden ring just kind of two times running right. gunning huh yeah i mean nice. like by the time by the time i got to the end i was like oh, oh my god okay i'm done with this now uh but uh i am playing there was an update for the witcher 3 where it made it all like 60 frames per second and they put a bunch oh, yeah? of new they put a bunch of like mods and cool stuff in there like some new quests and things like that uh so i'm replaying the witcher 3 right now um, and it looks amazing i make that it, decision every few years I'm like i'm just gonna play that game again i think it's yeah. such a good game oh my god and uh i realized i had never played the um the dlc for it i'd only done like the main game and apparently like toussaint is really fun like the uh the hearts of stone and um blood and some blood and wine or something i think is what it's called mm, i don't, I don't uh, know if i have that either man you should play the witcher 3 <laughs> everybody should play the witcher 3. I, I played so it good. like two years ago i think it was like the last game that i played through fully yeah it was, like it's two just years so ago amazing yeah and i just pulled it up and i play because normally when i'll play it again i play like 80 percent of it because yeah. that game goes on and on yeah, and on going. like you keep thinking like we are definitely near the end and last time i played it i was like a little sick of it but i was like i'm gonna finish it for sure because it's been years since i had and it just like wow one more thing and another thing and another thing and yeah. everything and then he gets away and you gotta go get him again and you're like and then afterwards you're like after you have defeated the big bad you're like i'm done no you are not <laughs> yeah i mean once you get to like <laughs> Once I get to like care more in, uh, that's kind of when I <laughs> when I start to feel the fatigue. Where I was just like, uh -huh. man, I've been all over the place. I was in Novigrad, and I was in <laughs> yeah. Skellige. I think Skellige is my favorite. Like Skellige is definitely. I like the music in Skellige the most. Yeah, but, man, and the culture like, there is just awesome. And I just bought some new headphones. I bought some Bose like Quiet Comfort headphones nice. for myself. And um, like playing like playing a really good video game with really good headphones and really just sitting there with it and absorbing as much as you can. Oh man. Especially a game best. like that. It's so where, like great. immersion is absolutely the goal. And it's so, so good. With, like, the weather. Oh man. I want to go play it right now, actually. So I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, we'll hit us with the fun fact. All right. The fictional fun fact for today is that Michael Crichton, author of Jurassic Park and many other works, felt his literature professor at Harvard was giving him unfair grades. To prove it, he turned in a paper by George Orwell, and the paper received a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. I'm surprised yeah. that the teacher didn't run it through like a plagiarism filter or something. I mean, it was probably in like the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right, huh? Because now they can just like type it into the internet and make sure that like, you know, you No, that was a, that would have been in the 80s. It probably, probably like uh, typed it up himself. Like, yeah. Like copied it from another one. 
I wonder uh, which paper it was. Yeah, me too. I'm kind of curious about that. But yeah, mm. Michael Crichton's great. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's such great. a Michael Crichton thing to do. You know, yeah. let's, let's get sciencey about this. Yeah, he, he, uh, I have a couple of his novels that our lovely listeners have sent us, have? sent me. Um, I have the Jurassic Park books. Oh, cool. And then yeah. I think I have Andromeda Strain. Yeah, that one's good. That's that a good book? One. Okay, yeah. It's a quick read, yeah. Is it nice? And then I have like two others that I've got a little like section on my shelf. That yeah. I'm just like waiting for it. There'll be a day that I'm like, I need some Jurassic Park. That's how it's going to start. I've got it all mapped out. And then I'm just going to like hit all of them. I love Michael Crichton. Michael yeah. Crichton rocks. I mean, uh, like, I think that uh, if you're listening right now and you, and you chat, obviously, like if, if you don't know where to start and you're looking for something that's kind of like a, like a sciencey, like blockbuster thriller of a book, you know, like Jurassic Park really is a freaking fantastic book it's so good and it leans more into I've like been told the, that by so many it's, people it's more violent it leans into the chaos theory a lot more you know like the thing that jeff goldblum is explaining you in the movie. read it right like, now it's man. awesome <laughs> it's a really and lost world is great too um it's not the same because like the movie that they made is like kind of hokey like it's not bad it's yeah. definitely not bad but it's just it the, the book is a lot better in my opinion i will uh, and, forever and, love the movie but it is a little like okay <laughs> uh, and then um sphere sphere is really really good it's like this thing they like they they i don't want to give too much of it oh. away something happens underwater they have to go down underwater and they go, made a movie about this too right yeah with uh dustin yeah. hoffman i kind of uh, love the movie yeah. but i was like nine <laughs> when i watched it so i don't kinda know if like, it's good at all it's like if you like that movie the abyss then you'll like the book sphere or the movie yeah he also wrote eaters of the dead which is what that movie the 13th warrior with antonio banderas is based on yeah so that's eaters of the dead uh and then he also did uh timeline which is a movie about a a book about going back in time to like uh, medieval times which is wow it's really long and like in my opinion it's too long like the idea is really cool it, that it sounds really, out of place for him, but no, it doesn't at all. Actually, no, it's it's a it's a really cool cool book. Uh, yeah, I mean, Crichton is great. What's oh, the did mechanism Airframe. that he goes he did back in time? I don't even remember. It's like a portal or like a machine. Those, those books, you don't remember the details. <laughs> like, no, <he's> just... <laughs> but he's got them. Oh, they're in there. Yeah, they're oh, they're in there. In there. Uh, yeah, and he was. I think he was a. Um, I don't know if I think he was a professor at MIT. I could be wrong about. That. He's just he was super smart. He was a super smart guy. He wrote all the time. Um, died pretty untimely death. I think he was fairly young. Um, but then there's some other stuff that's come out lately, like uh, like Pirate Latitudes. I've heard is okay, but it was pretty. It was published like after he died, I think. But he had it like hmm. on his computer. And then there's like Dragon Teeth, which just came out a little while ago, which I haven't read. I haven't really heard anything about it. But yeah, if you're looking to try to read some cool blockbuster books, like Michael Michael Wrighton's right up your alley, and definitely start with Jurassic Park or Sphere. Those are those are really really good ones. Uh, next is really good too i think that one's the one about um nanotechnology uh yeah i think is, that's the one that i've spooky. read because i've read one of his books many years ago and uh, then there's one of them that's about like was it like, the nanotech uh, one uh, this, uh, there, there was like a corporation that patents somebody's genes and then is like claiming that they own that person and half the book is like legal uh in court about it like uh, forging these new laws around like being able to own a person uh and then the other half of the book was that person who was like running from the people that the corporation had sent uh, they have like an anti-cancer gene or something like that i think that might have been the terminal man it might have been i don't remember the name of it (laughs) i'm surprised that i did i've read a ton of michael credible i'm not surprised (laughs) i'm like forgot that i had read so much it was a great book it was really well done um 
and I've always wanted to read more, and I'm yeah, looking forward I, to Jurassic Park. I really prefer Crichton to like, uh, like, like a Dan Brown or um, like any of those kind. Of, like, yeah, Crichton's like the kind of better version. Dan, the, Dan the version cool. that makes me not feel so like okay. Like it's funny how like, <laughs> I really I was, about it. I uh, I picked up um with a lost symbol at Powell's the other day, and I didn't end up buying it. I, I still might read it, but I just love how in the beginning of a lot of Dan Brown books, it's just like these things are true like in the very yeah. beginning of the book it's just like <laughs> yeah. before you even read this this right. is like you, you go look it up for yourself it's right. like, it's like maybe man like i guess like these things are true the catholic church has antimatter and it's like there was something something with the improvian device yeah. they can go yeah. back in time hidden it's in their like, archive it's like barely true like right like of, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like that's a stretch though like oh man i love me some dan brown dan yeah. if you're listening dan I call him Dan. Dan, if you're yeah, listening, I mean, we're uh, close. Yeah, we're really close. Uh, we'd love to have you on. And yeah, uh, yeah, no, definitely hit us up. <laughs> uh, I wonder if, like, after an author dies, their like laptop is like the most valuable thing because like that author just know. became a lot more valuable, right? Because for some reason we like think that after you die, your stuff is better, and <laughs> then like their publisher's got to be like, let me out that laptop. We got some unfinished books on there. Yeah. I'm not- like I know that uh, Terry Pratchett had his daughter like in his will he had it so that um he wanted his hard drive uh, run over with a steamroller <laughs> so I guess his daughter took care of that for him yeah, like I, I think coming. like Terry Pratchett Terry Pratchett's daughter is like pretty involved um with a lot of his like post life stuff uh but I don't know I I think that's like a it's like a topic of a lot of debate as far as I've seen yeah. at least with like what are we supposed to do like would they would if, they, if they didn't say they explicitly wanted it published like should we still do it like right is that, i think is that, that there respectful was, or is that like yeah there was like kind of a weird dust up with um ghost out of watchmen which was like uh the the only the other book that harper lee had written i can't remember exactly what the situation was with that but it was something it was some kind of kerfuffle where like we didn't know if she really wanted us. If you're hmm. listening right now and you want you want to tell me what happened with that, please tell me in the Discord because I yeah, I can't remember exactly what happened with it. But it's it's just a conversation that's happened with a lot of different. It happens with like um you know like musicians and stuff. Like when David Bowie died, like it did if he had like some album that right. I think he had he had just released an album actually when he died. But um but if he had had like this other thing, you know like. What are we supposed to do with this? You know, right? Uh, it's like one side of me. I'm so like torn. It's like I really have to put some thought into it because one side is definitely like, oh, like the world could only be benefited by more of this person who like created things that so many people love and like yeah. we get to know them more as a person and appreciate their other books of art. And then like the other part of me is like, well, I mean, one, it might be disrespectful not being clearly stated in his will what he wanted done, and then two, it's like who's getting the profits for that? Is it just some yeah. corporation that's trying to milk this artist for what, and like get all this money? Or it's like, is it going to go to his family? Like it's, there's so many different angles from it for my brain to yeah. move on. I'd have to really I, think about it. I tend to kind of fall on the side of like, if there's like a sort of written consent that, you know what I mean? Like something oh, that's totally. been kind of worked out beforehand. Oh, that's what, like, yeah. yeah. Then but we if there hasn't that, been, exactly. yeah, but if there hasn't been like, if there's no written consent right. about anything, then like, if you think about it, like every time that that artist put out their art for public consumption before that, they had consented to it. Right. And so now if they're not, it was a deliberate like, move. Yeah. So then if you're not, if they did, if they're not around to consent to it, then like maybe don't, you know, because. Right. What would you didn't... feel like? Because you have a bunch of unwritten, unfinished works on your computer. What if someone were to come along and be like, we want to fall, oh, can, I don't want polish of these off? No, and... no, 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 no. You wouldn't want no. that? Okay. 
No way. Like, yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the like moral of this story is if you're an, uh, an artist of any sort, you should, you should go include that in your will right now. I know, right. Fix yeah, that problem. <laughs> I need to put yeah. a sticky note on my laptop. Like, don't let anybody don't see do any it. Of this. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, you've got a copy of something. So it's a, uh, I do. I would be quick to try to, uh, uh, profit off of the decaying yeah, flesh of my friend. You make all twenty dollars that somebody would pay for that. No way, dude. You be, you'll she'll be way way more famous when you die. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Monday Morning Minute today. We love having you on for these episodes. We love doing these episodes. If you're on your way to work, hope that you're enjoying yourself before you have to go in there. Hopefully, you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. You all made me feel so much better. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were feeling great. kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. I feel like that's peppy now. So I need uh, to just take a take talking about books with my friends. You're just Keep peppy going. enough to uh, edit this. Yeah, dude, I got this. <laughs> All right, Thanks. bye everybody. Bye everybody.